Welcome to First Focus, a podcast here at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia where we highlight various events and ministries around the church. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Adair, pastoral intern of Biblical Counseling. On this week's show, we're interviewing Hannah Lantman and Brad Anderson. Hannah is the director of our children's ministries, and Brad is the director of our youth ministries. They're here to share an update about our summer youth and children's programs. If you have questions about the show or any ministry at the church, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstpresscolumbia.org, or you can email us at podcast at firstpresscolumbia.org. You can also check us out on our church app. Let's get to the conversation. Welcome back to First Focus. I'm Josh Adair, one of your hosts, and with me today I have two special guests, Brad Anderson, the director of our youth ministries here at the church, and Hannah Lentman, the director of our children's ministries. Why don't you guys go ahead and say hello? Hi, it's great to be here. Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Good to be here. Brad and Hannah are with us today because they want to share some updates about some of our summer programs that we typically offer to our families of both our youth and our families with young children in the church. And so, Hannah, why don't you go ahead and start us? You know, some in our church have already probably heard the update about VBS, that we won't be offering an in-person VBS this summer. But you're here to share a little bit of an update about why and what we can expect. So go ahead. Yes. Usually this time of year, I am decorating walls and getting ready for VBS, and it's always the best time of the whole year for me. But this year, because of all the challenges we're facing, it's not possible to have a VBS in person because it's just impossible in that kind of setting to um, have social distancing, which we need at this time. VBS is so important to our families and kids. We feel like it's the opportunity that we get to share the gospel with our kids. And it's very intentional. And we didn't want to lose that. We just didn't want it just to not happen. So after a lot of prayer and a lot of research, First Press decided to launch our VBS at home program. That's wonderful. What that's going to look like is that families are able to register their children for VBS on their church website and the church app, and they will register for a VBS box to be delivered to their house. And how exciting to be a kid and to get a box full of all kind of fun things, the crafts, the activities, the music, um, the physical things that they Mm. would have missed out here at VBS to be delivered to their house in just a very fun way by volunteers in a safe way, of course. But also we'll be having a DVD that has Bible lessons, mission stories. Videos will also be available online as well. So parents will have two different ways of viewing that because I know technology can be a little tricky these days. Yeah. So as a kid, they'll get to have all those special things they have at VBS Mm. at their house. And a lot of our families are taking this opportunity to use this as an outreach to a neighbor, to another family. I've had families talk about inviting just one other family to share the special time with their own kids, to gather together in small groups and do it in a safe way. So we're kind of excited about seeing what God will do with this program. I know that this is hard news, but before we were recording today, you said that one of the things that you've prayed about continually in the past is, you know, we've maxed out our facilities in terms of who we can invite. And so what an opportunity to, to do this. Why don't you share a little bit more about your heart behind that? 
Well, a couple of years ago, when we were running out of space in our auditorium up on the third floor of Thornwell, we always used that space. And there just wasn't any more seats for our kids and for our volunteers. And before the VBS season began, I sat up there on the stage and just was praying that God would provide ways to grow our program, even with the limitations of our facilities. Because in when you're a building, there's only so much space. And we were just running out of the right space mm-hmm. for our kids. Sure. So I remember sitting on that stage and then walking our VBS rooms and just praying that God would provide a creative solution to invite more kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is an answer to prayer in, in maybe a very unexpected way, <laughs> maybe not the way we would have wanted yeah. it to happen. Mm-hmm. But because of this VBS at home program, we are able to have twice as many kids be involved in VBS. So normally we have 225 kids here on campus plus 100 volunteers. But now we're able to accommodate four to 500 kids. And it can be a huge outreach into our community. And so with every VBS box, we're also going to provide an invitation for families that may not go to our church to join our church for online service. So we're going to put information to invite them, even if they can't necessarily invite to physically be here in the building, we can still invite them to church. Sure. That sounds wonderful. That's that's exciting. So even though there's the hard news of not being able to offer it in person, what an incredible opportunity for our congregation to think evangelistically about how they can use this season. Now, you were saying that for people to sign up, we're currently opening the registration for our church members. They do that online. But in terms of these families, are we asking our church members to think about this, or would we have to ask our to ask these potential families that we're inviting to register separately? Right now, families are able to register on their church website and the church app, but also as of May 17th, we're opening it to guests of the church, so it's wide open. I'm going to be sending out a special email to our families saying, we're opening up the registration. If you have a family that you know of that needs the gospel, that needs encouragement, send this information about VBS to them. There'll be a link where they can register, and we're going to keep registration open as long as we have supplies. So we're going to invite as many kids as we can possibly accommodate. Sure. That's wonderful and exciting. So they register, they will get all of what they would need to hold the VBS and crafts in that box that's going to be delivered to them. And there's even, in terms of age ranges, there's been a slight expansion of what we're including for age ranges as well, right? Yes. Normally, VBS is for four years up to fifth grade. And as a team, we were just talking about how our two-year-olds and three-year-olds, like if they saw their brothers and sisters get this special box and they weren't included, it would be a disappointment (laughs) to them. So we wanted to make sure that there was no child left out. So we've expanded our program down to two years. Now, our VBS, like Bible Lessons Things, is geared for an older age. But we're still going to include crafts that they can do to make them fill apart so they don't feel left out. Sure. That's wonderful. So as far as a theme, what can our families expect in terms of a theme this year? This theme is Rocky Railroad. Okay. And the theme is that Jesus' power pulls us through. Mm. And I think how appropriate it is for this season of life Amen. that it's through Jesus' power that we're going to get through this. And every lesson is geared towards that. 
well, that sounds like an incredible opportunity. And yet I know it comes in the middle of some discouraging facts that we can't physically be together while we're doing this VBS. I thought it'd be appropriate for you to share just a little bit of how you're personally encouraged, Hannah, about how you see God using this in the lives of, of our families, how you've seen him at work and how you hope to see him at work as we look forward to this summer program. Well, I've just, I've been encouraged by knowing that we can have an outreach into our community even during this time. I've seen our families kind of take hold of that. I've had several emails from families that said that they want to like host a little neighborhood VBS with one or two other families that they don't necessarily go to the church. And it's exciting to see our families take hold of that Mm. because that's what we want. We want the gospel to come out of our families into our community. I've seen volunteers that get discouraged that they can't be a part of VBS. Mm. So I've invited them to come and deliver boxes, sign Mm. up for that. Or I have some ladies in our church that always volunteer and now they're putting together crafts for these boxes. So they're getting to help. And I see by them being a part of this, it's encouraging them because they feel like they are not alone, that they are, they're getting to use what God has given them to Mm. reach out to our kids and our community. That is exciting to see the Lord at work, even in these unexpected times. I know that this is also not everything that you've planned for this summer in terms of our children. You also had one other element that you'd like to share about today. So why don't you share about that? Yes, we are starting a book club. That will start the beginning of June. It'll be June, July, and August. We are going to do missionary books, and this is geared for our fourth and fifth graders. That's exciting. And they all get to receive a missionary biography. Mm-hmm. We're going to be using Rebecca Davis's Hidden Hero series. There's some great stories, and we're going to be putting that together so our kids can grow through reading um, and learning about how God is, um, God is at work in this world. That's exciting. It sounds like there's lots of opportunities to stay engaged with our church. But that brings me to our next conversation. Brad, I'd love to hear from you. You also have some news you want to share that regards our families this summer. Yes, thanks, Josh. We we look forward to our summers. You know, we have a lot going throughout the year, uh, but we're able to spend a lot of focused attention in the summer with mission trips and camps and in-town happenings. But honestly, what's tough is most of that is not able to take place. Our in-city mission with our middle school students, we had to cancel because we couldn't plan it. Parts of it work with other organizations that are not functioning just yet. And then uh, working with pieces of our population that, that just can't be put at risk. Uh, we have our summer conferences at Bon Clarkin that just the other day we had to cancel as well because of restrictions in in North Carolina Mm. and just didn't see a clear path forward. Our summer mission trip, our Appalachian mission trip that's pretty steady for us has also been canceled because Mm. you're working with other state governments and what it means to function uh, in, in a setting that is nowhere near social distancing. And so we are looking at our summer and so much in the last 10 days is just been taken away and we're we're looking at that and that's tough it's tough for our students because there are opportunities for growth and service i love to see them serving the lord and telling them the good news uh, of jesus telling students wherever they go learning about jesus all that good stuff sure and it just isn't happening in the same way this summer even our summer interns that we usually have we're not going to be bringing in any summer interns because we are having to be pretty mobile 
flexible. And thankfully, having Tricia, Beth Ann, and uh, Billy as a pastoral intern with the youth ministry, we're, we're going to be able to turn around and, and look at some things to do this summer. And that's what we're going to be about here now. And we hope that we can piece together some, well, I call it kind of guerrilla ministry. What are some uh, <laughs> snippets, uh, snapshots, little ways or, or surprise ways that we can enjoy the summer, still uh, have some momentum throughout the summer to take us in the next school year and ultimately glorify the Lord in it and, and have our students grow in Him. It's understandable that that would be so difficult. I know just even from being here in the last few summers, seeing our students benefit from those programs that you guys have offered. And yet, I also know that we've not necessarily had you on our show yet, too, to discuss everything that our youth department has been doing. What have you guys been doing, and how do you want to encourage our students to continue to stay involved through these avenues that we have now? Yes. You know, once we got the news that we had to kind of go online or stay away from church and gathering, we, we did that. So we moved Sunday youth group to standard regular Zoom meetings, had Bible studies on Wednesday and Thursday. We actually engaged a lot on our Instagram page, had a lot of notes of uh, encouragement on there. We've had trivia on there. We you know, had guess who the student is, guess who the leader is. Uh, so we've really tried to engage on there. And, and one of the more recent engagements on there is something I've started called Shed Talks is where I'm interviewing some youth leaders and other people maybe outside of First Pres just to see how things are going in that. We look forward to having actually some student interviews with that as well. So we've really tried to engage the best that we could. You know, again, that's staff and parents and, and students. So uh, those things, Bible studies, man, our, our Bible studies have been great. Our young girls have been able to go through kind of an in-depth study through Psalm 46. While okay. our guys have gone through a series of books you can read in a sitting. Okay. So we've gone through First and Second Thessalonians. We've gone through Esther. Last week was Lamentations. This week is Philemon. And so really looking at how do we understand kind of the broad scope of each book. And then our youth group study has been a series on what does it mean to live in Babylon? What does it mean to live in a world that is not our own, but yet we're to seek the peace of the city and we're to do things normally? And mm. all of these things combined have been been great for for us to study and for our students to hear, especially especially at this time. It's encouraging to hear our students continuing to be fed so well and meeting them where they're at. And yet, I also know that as you guys are thinking about how you engage in this guerrilla ministry this summer, you know, you may already have some creative plans in place. You know, what what are you guys thinking that might look like as you look ahead to the summer? All right. We've been, we've talked about kind of a, a summer starter kit. Okay. Almost part of it being uh, along the lines of what Hannah's doing with a book study. You know, can we just things where that'll help survive the summer? One thing I've enjoyed seeing and knowing is that families are growing close together and we are excited to get back together as a youth group. And so there are some things that we could do that encourage at the appropriate time group gatherings that might be five people and eventually, you know, larger groups of folks. So we're, sure. we're trying to see what can we do on the small group level to start out. And then, you know, obviously as the summer heats up and we kind of want to stay outside, mm. what does it mean to be larger groups or smaller groups outside doing things in backyards? 
and even as as we're gearing up for the summer, there will you know we'll need a lot more family involvement, especially mm-hmm. as you know it's staff and we don't have our interns. We're not sure exactly where all we'll be able to go and what we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be looking to engage moms and dads and helping us out a good bit. That's definitely challenging, but it is exciting to hear God at work continuing to help his people want to be together. It's exciting to hear, too, that you guys are thinking creatively about what does ministry look like in a summer when we're not going to be able to go to these conferences together. It sounds like an opportunity for our families to continue to invest in our youth and, and the multi-generational opportunities for of discipleship that this is going to bring, too. So mm-hmm. I guess one last question for you, Brad, would be, even though this is somewhat discouraging news of seeing these conferences, which have been so exciting and used by God in our students' lives, in light of them being canceled and in light of where we've been as a, as a student ministry, how are you encouraged by how you see God at work in our students' lives? I listened to a podcast the other day, and, and the gist of it was the youth ministry podcast and the theme was from program to pastoring. And I think, well, I know one of the topics of discussion that came up in there amongst a lot of youth folks was just that, you know, this is a time where uh, we see it as, as to make sure where kids are equipped to read the Bible on their own, oh, that's awesome. pray on their own, that we're not doing everything for them. Mm. Not that we were doing everything for them before, but I think for us, it's encouraging to have a retuning of, of the purpose of it all. Uh, what sure. is this time showing us and making us think about youth ministry? And, and in that are families who love being together, who, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not easy. You know, even me and my own children, not every day is <laughs> super amazing and great, but it's encouraging to have yeah. uh, the conversations that we're having, even in my own family, as my daughter rides bikes around neighborhoods and grows in her friendships with people here she's gotten the Mm. question are adam and eve real do you believe that oh that's exciting Um, she's gotten questions on social issues and this is a fourth grader (laughs) and i love being able to be home Mm. to answer these questions and i know a lot of other families are engaging in these kind of opportunities as well and as they Mm. begin to open their homes and houses and friendships are able to come over it's great to see pockets of ministry from the home rather than just waiting on the programming of the church. And, and that is sweet. That is something we need to capitalize on as we look at ministry, especially as a youth ministry throughout the summer and going forward. That's exciting. It sounds like there's a lot that we can definitely be praying for and also a lot that we can uh, seek to support one another in and our families in. But I just want to say thanks to you both for your creativity and your commitment to continuing to help feed the flock of the Lord. It's been an encouragement to me as as an intern to watch you guys do that, and I'm just so thankful for your ministries. I know that you guys are not the the sole proprietors of those ministries. I know that the church is being built by a collective group of God's people, but I'm so thankful for your stewardship. So, well, is there anything that you guys would want to share with our audience before we, we let you get going with the rest of the day? I, you know, I would say a prayer request is a lot of, especially our upperclassmen, our graduating seniors, we were able to have kind of a senior dinner Zoom last week. Sure. But a lot of kids are, are missing hallmarks of, of their lives right now. And there mm. could be anger, anxiety, mm. uncertainty. And I know other podcasts have covered those kind of topics, but, you know, our students are missing out on hallmarks. Our sixth graders are not getting their first youth 
summer. So, hmm. you know, pray for their hearts and their souls. I mean, this is not something the Lord cannot overcome and it's not, not the dramatic end to their life, but hmm. our students need comforting and prayer as they're, they're looking and excited about certain stepping stones in their lives that they're missing. And I think that I think that's something that needs to be acknowledged. It's not just fun times in the summer, but really pieces of their lives. So yeah. I would ask the congregation to pray for their growth through this. Mm. Well, we will hopefully as a congregation, I'd love to invite our listeners to be praying for both these ministries in our church as they navigate this very unnatural seeming summer. And especially as we look to rejoin as a congregation, how the Lord might use this in the time of, of these two very strategic populations in our church. So thank you guys for being with us today. And thank you too for your faithfulness in these ministries. You've been listening to First Focus. On behalf of Hannah, Rad, and all of the staff at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, I'm Josh Adair. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to stay connected with our show and be made aware of new episodes as they are released, please download our app. All you have to do is search for First Presbyterian Church, Columbia SC, in the app store of your choice. If you have any comments or questions about our show, as well as an idea for an episode, please don't hesitate to contact us. We hope that you'll join us again next time. Until then, God bless.